Hello, my friends. This is Andy and Heidi coming to you live from your Belinda, California for the Living Fearless Devotional. Which is part of resurrectministry.com, <laughs> where you can find all of our I content and help you uh, deepen your relationship with Christ. If you haven't met him, meet him where you are. He will come out and find you. If you just open your heart and ask. So we have Bible resources. Mm -hmm. We have uh, pastors you can listen to, worship bands, books uh, that may help um, your relationship as well. It's um, some cool knowledge out there that we, these are some of the uh, picks that me and Andy like, yep. and uh, you can drop us a line. And if you care to partner with us, you can do that too. Just click the donate. Did we talk about putting movies on there? Have we ever talked no. about that? No. no. Hmm. We probably should do that. We could do that too. What would you say right now? If you can think of one, I know I put you on the spot. Which is not unusual for me. What is uh would you say is your favorite God movie? Oh, I don't know. Really? Oh, actually the one with the girl that fell off the tree and I can't remember the name. Oh, I cried. She died and then came back to life. Yeah, I oh, well, I'm gonna move your kids, mic over here just it was it. a kid's movie. I can't remember what it was called. It was awesome. I didn't even know that one, I don't think. Heaven Come? Oh, that sounds like a good one. I think the Jesus Revolution is now up there. For sure. I've seen it twice now already. Yes. And I, it was just as good the second time for me. I cried Aww, again. Again. Yeah, you'd think I would have uh, been over it, <laughs> but I wasn't over it. Um, but I did like Kurt Cameron's movie. It's essentially for men, I believe, marriages called Fire or something. Oh, a long time ago. We're really good at this, aren't we? Uh, yeah. It, it, uh, I've never seen that. Yeah. It's a, it's a really good movie. We should look it up. Oh, I'll, I'll yeah. watch it again. I love the movie. I've, I've seen it once before. Oh, if anybody that. can remember the name of that movie, uh, let me know what that one was called. Miracle something. Oh, that's when Kira's talking about the one I said. Uh, it was good, right? Is it called Miracle something? Uh, I think so. It's heaven something, <laughs> Miracle something. I can't remember. It was a long time ago. I saw it with Zara. You guys look it up while we're talking. Uh, and it was good, Eddie. She liked it too. Um, what else is there? There was another one that I really liked. Oh, I like God's Not Dead. Yes. The that movie. Was good too. It was really good. But those are some of my favorites. I'm sure we'll come up with another one. Um, so we talked about resume ministry. I can get rid of that. But you can see the URL down there where you want to go to find it. Uh, maybe soon we'll have some uh, movie critiques. Maybe that's another show we could do. We could ah, be movie critiques, Christian go. movie critiques. There's a lot coming out. There are. And uh, they get better and better. You know, when uh, you, the one about George Foreman is about his conversion. Yes. And I think that's really nice they did that because they had the whole one about Muhammad Ali and coming to Islam. So I'm really glad they're doing one about George Foreman coming to Christ. Very good. All right. So today we have a lot to talk about today. We may be on for a couple hours. Um, really? Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Grab some coffee, folks. <laughs> uh, but we're going to get to the devotional right away. It's um, this dude named uh, Charles Spurgeon. He apparently is fairly famous. Yeah. And uh, the devotional is called Morning by Morning Devotional. And the reference for March 5th is 1 Thessalonians 5 6. Is that good? I, yeah. I remember in the when I used to, uh, when I started this whole thing, I, I would stumble on Thessalonians. I would stumble on that. There's a couple of those I would stumble on. But today... I'm in a Thessalonians Bible study, so we say it quite often. Awesome. First uh, Thessalonians 5, 6 says, Let us not be like others who are asleep. Charles says, 
There are many ways to encourage alertness among Christians. Allow me to strongly recommend one. Believers should openly share with each other about the ways of the Lord. In The Pilgrim's Progress by John Bunyan, Christian and Christian and Hopeful, which are names of the characters, Christian and Hopeful, say to each other as they travel toward the celestial city, to prevent drowsiness along the way, let's have a good conversation. Oh, good idea. Christian asks, brother, where should we begin? And Hopeful answers, where God began with us. Then Christian sings this song. <clears throat> you ready? Ready. When saints do sleepily grow, let them come hither and hear how these two pilgrims talk together. <laughs> Says together. Yes, let them learn of them in any wise, thus to keep open their drowsy slumbering eyes. Saints fellowship, if it be managed well, keeps them awake in that in spite of hell. Amen. Christians who isolate themselves from others and walk through life along alone are likely to be drowsy. But if you fellowship with other Christians, you will stay wide awake, will be refreshed and encouraged, and will make faster progress along the road to heaven. Huh. Yet as you meet with others to discuss the ways of God, take great care that the subject of your discussions remains the Lord Jesus. Oh, that's a big one. Let your, <laughs> yeah, let your eye of faith be continually focused upon him. Let your heart be full of him and let your lips always speak of his great worth. Dear friend, if you live close to the cross, you will not sleep. Constantly strive to deepen your understanding of the true value of the place where you are going. If you remember your destination is heaven, you will not sleep long along the road. And if you remind yourself that hell is behind you and the devil is pursuing you, you will not linger. Ah, uh, good advice. <laughs> Would a killer fall asleep knowing his avenger is close behind him and the city of refuse is just ahead? Dear Christian, do you desire to sleep while the pearly gates of heaven are open before you, while the songs of angels await your voice and while a crown of gold awaits your head? No. Instead, thoroughly, or sorry, no, instead, through saintly fellowship, continue to watch and pray so you will not fall into temptation. There are so many good aspects. To I this. know. So, <clears throat> one thing I love just about the idea of why you don't fall asleep. Um, if you remember your destination is heaven, you will not sleep along the road and remind yourself hell is behind you and the devil is pursuing you. So don't just think about the fact that hell is behind you. Remember the devil is pursuing you. Um, then you won't linger because you want to get as far away from behind you as you possibly can. Striving towards the goal. We push ahead, as Paul says. We push ahead, striving to the goal finish our race. Um, because I often, when I find myself lingering on anything of the past, whether it's, I miss my father, I think about that. It really, um, or other things, family members, you know, the, the fact that I don't speak to a lot of them. I, it really, um, it has a negative effect. I, I absolutely see that. So I totally agree with that. One other point that made me think about this issue of sleeping 
is Pastor Jack of Calvary Chapel Chino Hills gave this wonderful example. He was explaining about the spirit, exactly what I was talking about in our home church last week. Mm. And so he was talking about the spirit, receiving this Holy Spirit when you become a Christian, and then receiving the Holy Spirit to fall upon you in power. And he was saying, if you are not going to use it, why does God need to send you power? So he's like, you have to be moving and then you ask for power and it propels you. He said, but if you just want to sit at home, you know, staring at your TV or, you know, just going to church on Sundays and coming home and keep saying, God, give me power. He's like, what is he going to waste the power on? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another motivation, I think, of not being sleepy. And I just love the advice of friendship. I think that that was um, something I, I actually heard the Lord start to say to me a couple of weeks ago. Cultivate friendships in the Lord. Pray for each other. Reach out to people. Ask what they need anything. And um, it's been awesome. For sure. There's um, a a change of um, just who you are when you are not sleepy. Because you're you're always looking for more, um, more, more connection with God, a more more of a connection with God through everything. I, I did a, another live this morning about the, you know mixing God and business. I heard that. That's really good. Oh, did you? I did. Oh wow! <laughs> Thank you. I, lo- I got a frog in my throat. I couldn't get out of it, of course, um, but it. It really connected with me this morning. I, I had just to, had to go live because I took a shower and I was thinking, um, you know, this is just, I can't get it out of my head. How important those words that Jack said today about, and I'm gonna I'm gonna change it around a little bit. But what I was thinking, uh, when it has to when it comes to business or when it comes to family, is that your God life or your life with, in your relationship with Jesus Christ um, is not like any other time that you've had as a sinner, at least I had as a sinner. You know, many of you have been holy your entire life, but not us who have been living a life of sin, where sin would last longer than a, than a minute, right? It would last hours, days, weeks, months, yeah. years, where you would be in this, 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 this sin and not be able to get out because you're never spending time with others who are Christians. You're not spending time in the word. You're going to sleep at night without thinking about God and you're constantly asleep and it's, it's never there. I mean, he's never present in your life. He's always there, but he's never present in, in you. Yeah. You've not allowed him to dwell inside you. And uh, what, what Jack said today is that as a God follow, as a God fearing Christian, sin lasts a second because you think about it and you say, no, you repel it right away. And I, I, I just, that was such awesome awesomeness today yeah. and i was like oh why have i've never thought of that before you, you'd think that some of these things are so simple no you're right and uh when he said that i just go oh my gosh that is the biggest difference in my life now am i is it always a second no it, it, it could be could, it'll be 30 seconds <laughs> <laughs> but uh wow i mean but it, was it doesn't just, propel you to act like it used to right it used to be whatever decrepit thoughts would come in our mind we're like that's what I feel like doing. Right. And then work towards accomplishing it, you know? 
So being this, bringing this full circle is that you need to have God in everything. And I know that this drives people crazy, especially liberals and, and people that think that God doesn't belong in schools and God doesn't belong in, you know, in, in what it is you do on your everyday basis. It does. And I don't, I don't, I don't care anymore that you cannot take God out of, you can't take God out of, out of our constitution, out of our country, out of our public schools, out of our business, businesses uh, across the United States and not see the result of sin and nonsense. Yes. He, he needs to be present in all those. So I, I really, that just really struck me today. And now add uh, Chuck, Chuck Spurgeon, <laughs> Charles Spurgeon, talking about not being drowsy, um, uh, just kind of brings it all together for me. I think awesome. that this is so beautiful, um, this discussion that we're having, so many aspects of it. Carrie could bring up a great point. She's like, I think about Lot's wife looking back and imagine her grieving over losing what God had rescued her from. And that is so true. Mm -hmm. And actually, I heard a wonderful sermon about that, that uh, remember Lot's wife is the second shortest verse in the New Testament. First being Jesus wept when Lazarus died. And, um, and it was this great discussion about how she couldn't... Um, hold on to the promises that God was taking her through to something better and was just wanted to hold on to the past because she couldn't hold on to the promise of what was ahead. And it is, it is so important to constantly be thinking of the promises ahead because, and it, for me, the, the enemy tricks me very um, subtly as he does to most of us is that it is, it starts with a pleasant nostalgia, like my father, like just, just missing his presence. But that somewhat pleasant nostalgia turns into a negative nostalgia, <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. And so I'm just like, oh, I, I just, I take it out. I, and I always would say to myself, Lord, take every thought captive, every thought captive under the command of Christ Jesus. Because it's really, it, when you think about the spirit being in us, and our thoughts being in our control, and that's where the enemy attacks us, is that I just imagine this hand of Christ taking my mind and being like, stop. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And so I actually have that visualization that I ask him to take every thought captive. Um, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, was there... What about the idea of uh, fellowship? fellowship with other people oh yeah i mean that's really it's 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 two things i, I for me because of the discussions we get into and that we have a home church uh, i've always said this about the different things that i've done whether it's teach people how to write books or teach people how to you know train their dog and that kind of stuff is that i learn more by teaching i lean more i learn more because i, I study what it is i'm going to teach i write out an outline and then i speak it out and then people ask questions that i have to now in turn respond to and i learn so much from doing that. So in our discussions, just because of kind of, I don't know how, how it falls, uh, we end up being in a lot of discussions where we have a little bit of an aspect of being in a, in a teacher type of moment, like in our, in our home church, like I said. So I, I think that fellowship is important. The other one that I think is equally, if not more important is that because we talk so much about Jesus Christ and we talk so much about our life and our family and our marriage and that kind of stuff, it holds us accountable. Yes, that, uh, that's that, one of the most important parts. <laughs> yeah, that we say it and then people are going to say, okay, I'm going to see. Yeah, I'm going to see how they act. I'm going to see 
you know, what they do. Absolutely. Uh, and, and, that, and that's, that's important. the important part. That's actually the benefit. It's a benefit yep. to be held accountable. You know, some people prefer, and they don't even realize that that's what they're consciously doing, prefer not to wear their um, faith on their sleeve so that they're not accountable for it. Mm. But um, the more you put yourself out there and the more accountable you are, the more it helps that sin time to be less. And it comes, it goes across from every sin. I tell you all the time, like when I walk into a place, whether it's a salesperson or a vendor, um, and if I'm in a bad mood, I'm like, get it together, Hedia. Like smile to this person. You have no idea who they are, what they're going through. You know what I mean? Like be a good proper representation of Christ today. Mm. And I try to do that in everything I do, yep. um, not just with people who know me, because um, and that accountability is the reason why. So I love that. And I went to my friend Mariama's home church. You were busy with the kids. And um, I took my daughter and it was so awesome because I, I went around asking them. I wanted my daughter to hear the story of people giving their testimony of how they came to Christ. And it was so authentic and so real that it was, I hope, um, inspirational for her to understand that we're not all the same. We don't all come from the same way. And um, I think that's the power of having friends and, and a fellowship is hearing each other's testimony, being inspired by it, inspiring others through it and realizing that um, God can rescue any of us through the most dire circumstances. Um, and he does so in a really miraculous way. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to ask you about last night and um, and suggest you talk a little bit about taking Zara with you, who's 15? 16. 16. Oh, my gosh. Is she 16? January 25th. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I know her birthday. Yes. Um, uh, so there was she the youngest one there this time? There was one other 16-year-old. Oh, really? That's That's good. But half of the room was under 25. So taking Zara into that environment, which is a little bit of a, um, it's like an advanced Christianity. It's, but it's, it's, it, but it's a fun Christianity <laughs> when you're used to, because for her, other than her home church, going to church for the kids is very, very passive, mm. you know, and it can be quite boring for them. Yep. It's like going to a class that you're remotely interested in. It's like a very long physics class. <laughs> You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. they're just kind of like zoning out half the time and you're just kind of like, you know, you're fighting boredom. And But just the thing about the home churches and Mariama's way more than ours even is that there's a lot going on. There's a mm -hmm. lot of people doing different things. And so they are, are very into the move of the spirit. And so the ministry time after the teaching and after worship is just praying over each other and some crazy stuff goes down. Like they got the... They got the joy of the Lord, this laughing thing. And so like half the room was busted up laughing. And she's just like, looking like what is going on here? But she looked interested, you know? Yeah. It was dynamic and the room was lively, you know? Yeah. Um, and so it was kind of cool. That is the best part about it is not the, the necessarily laughing part of it. I do find that interesting. But it's the, uh, it's the uh, you know, the going around the horn of, of everybody telling a little bit about whatever's on their mind. Yes. It's not always their testimony, but quite often it is. And there's one gentleman there who's had a fairly uh, uh, rough life of, of prison time and that kind of stuff who showed up. He doesn't show yes. up all the time. But how do you think that impacted her, him telling his testimony? And his, like we were talking about earlier, his sin is 
tattooed on his face. Yes, he even has the devil's pentagram on the side of his face. His yeah. literally his entire face, his entire body is covered in tattoos. And I think, um, and that's not his sin, but it just represents the fact that he was a gangbanger, a drug dealer. Mm. Uh, and it, uh, what I think impacted her, if I'm not mistaken, was the fact that he talked about being in rehab and falling so many times and just being so tired of it. So tired of not being able to stay straight and so tired of not being able to stay sober and just constantly in, in search of a purpose, a future. And so I often tell her, you know, you can make a couple wrong decisions and then you're going to be in that cycle. And I told her, I said, um, even from my own brother was a heroin addict. And I said, you know, we, we left him, you know, at, at some point it, it just, my parents were just fed up. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I don't want to have to go pick you up off a street corner or take you to a hospital because you OD'd, you know? So there are steps that you're going to take. It starts off very innocently And this. And this one man was, when he was telling his testimony was saying he was, um, he received the Lord. He was out preaching with this traveling ministry Um everything was going great. And then he meets this pretty girl and she says to him, well, um, I, I, all I do is drink. She's like, we just have a drink with me and drink wasn't his alcohol, wasn't his poison. And so he's like, Oh, I should be fine. Now I'm filled with the spirit. I can have a couple glasses of wine. And it was over. It was literally the road to hell. Mm. Um, and he backslid for four years. Um, and so, um, that again was an important experience to understand that, you know, sobriety and addiction and the problem with addiction um, is different for some people. And so he was explaining how that he, that it was just, that was all it took. And it was just a road to hell from there. Wow. So some good stuff. Yeah. They were, they were really, really good testimonies. <laughs> Anybody else? It came out that kind of sticks. Well, um, there was a Persian girl there who mm-hmm. talked about all these funny, funny things she went through. And um, she said praying in Islam was like being a parakeet. You know, she's like <laughs> pecking down. And she's like, what am I pecking to? I'm talking to a God who doesn't even listen to me. And uh, but then when she talked to when she turned after she told her testimony, she's like, oh, you are Muslim, too. OK, what's your story? And Zara's like, we were in a cult. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was the first summary of our experience. And she's like, yeah. And she's like, well, did you um, get saved? And she's like, yeah. And she says, well, why'd you do it? She's like, cause my mom did. <laughs> so I was like, really? Is that all? But yeah. She, we, uh, we talked to her not too long ago. She says that she prays to God. And yes. And so there's a, and that she believes Jesus is her yeah. Lord and savior. And yes. It's a little bit more than that. <laughs> she yeah. talks to God. She just likes to do that to get a rise out of me. <laughs> <laughs> all right and then um last night you went and saw your mom i'm trying to tell people why we haven't they haven't seen us lately uh, so you went and saw your mom i didn't even uh I, we talked a little bit about but how's your mom doing she's good yeah she's hanging in there very good yeah we love to hear about your mom yeah she's good anything new no, get her nails done and get her hair done yeah we actually had her fitted for a nice little earpiece oh yes wow really yeah that's really nice <laughs> What happens when you grow older? Your hair falls out. <laughs> it's kind of depressing. Hey, Kate, we haven't seen you. I just uh, hi, I wanted Kate. to say hi. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I'm now suspended on YouTube too, so I'm suspended on Facebook and YouTube on my YouTube channel. 
at this channel because really? it's Hedia's channel. Yeah, please don't ruin my channel with your Biden. <laughs> it nonsense. was from two years ago. <laughs> what? Two years yeah, ago. they they cited me for something that happened two years ago. What was it? Telling the truth about about Biden? well, if I say it, then they're gonna. Okay, don't say it. No, it had to do with uh, you know what was happening two years ago. Oh, that. Yeah, that we know know everything that I was saying then is is now true. So yes. that's as far as I'm gonna go because I don't want to get suspended. Thank you. <laughs> Yes, I'm suspended on my YouTube channel now. Oh my gosh! Um, but Kate, we have, I don't know. Um, these, and, uh, they have control. Are you, did you do YouTube notifications for the yeah. actual for Living Fearless devotional, or is it one of our pages? Yeah, I think before I remember saying she's clicked the bell and then all that stuff. So I don't know. They don't want us to. They don't want to hear about God. I mean, they again earlier. What I was talking about is that they want to take God out of everything. If uh, you know, if yeah. if they can control people to where they have no one to go there ahead of them or above them, which is God. They'll be happy. They just want well, to get that'll God. make them God. Yep. They want to be at the God um, today. And uh, I'm going to, I'm going to let you talk a little bit about this, uh, actually a lot more about this. And that is worm? the worm. <laughs> Pastor Jack Hibbs um, talked about something that I was completely unaware of. And uh, you all were probably aware of it, but I'm just going to admit right now that I was not, um, that aware of it and um that is when he is uh, on the cross that there's a a for a portion of scripture that talks about that he, that he says that he's a only a worm or a worm um why have you forsaken me and then he talks about um and uh, okay so he said that some people believe when he was on the cross that he was reciting psalm 22 and it's from Psalm 22 when he says, but I am a worm and no man, a reproach of men and despised by my people. Those who see me, they ridicule me. They shout and shake their heads saying he trusted in the Lord. Let him rescue him. Let him deliver him since he delights in him. How amazing. The Psalms are 750 years before <laughs> Christ. Yes. Yes. And so meticulously, God has chosen every single word you, you want to say something before I explain what the color is versus the worm? Nope, you got it. Okay, so then um, he says, but the word for worm in Hebrew is jima, and they don't use that word. They use taula, and taula is only used, it's used three other times in the Bible, and it refers to the clothing, scarlet. It means they use it to refer to the color crimson, the color scarlet, and it was the color of the threads used for the priests, and so... He goes on to this beautiful explanation. When you're, watch, when you're watching, you're like, why are we talking about this worm for so long? And then he gets to the point that not only is he using it because that's the color of the priestly garments, but because this worm, when it's, um, it's, a, it's actually a, a crimson colored worm, and when it dies or when it's attached to the tree, it actually emits that dye, that color. Um, and that color attaches itself to the tree and, but it's also when the, um, when it's having babies, so it has babies inside of it, this taula. And when the babies come out, they're white. They're white. He so talks about it being like a, when it gets onto this tree, the oak tree, I think is what it primarily likes, is that it, it has the, um, the Iron Man kind of shield. shield around it and becomes really hard. Uh, to where it can you have to take you have to chisel it off that's how hard it yes. comes and then that's when those eggs hatch and the eggs hatch and then the red comes out onto the tree 
but the babies come out white. White as snow. White as snow. And there is the analogy and the and the and got and the precision of the Bible in using that word to describe what is essentially Christ on the cross, his blood wiping us white as snow. Because it says the common Hebrew word for worm is rima. It is defined as a maggot or a worm. However, there is a biblical reference in Psalm 22, 6, where the word of worm is not rima, but taula. The strong dictionary, the Strong's dictionary of biblical word defines a taula more as a crimson red grub. So that, that grub is that thing that crawls around yes. in the dirt and really cute for a grub. And then it's amazing that it does that, that it then climbs when it, at, at a certain time, it climbs up that tree and then becomes this hard, hardened yes. thing. And then they chisel it off and then crush it and they use it for red dye, the scarlet color. It's so funny, not funny, but it's interesting that they use that, that description, that scarlet color in songs and in the Bible that, you know, scarlet red. Right. Washes you clean as snow. Um, so I get to the Bible verses. Yep. First Thessalonians five, five through eight. You are all children of the light and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So then let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be awake and sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. That's good, isn't it? Yeah. Don't be men of darkness. Matthew 26, 41. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And interesting because... Christ says this to the disciples in Gethsemane when he asks them to stand and watch while he goes up to, out to pray. And every time he came back, they were asleep. Okay. Should we read Jim's? Sure. Jim's portion of the devotional is this. Fellowship is the result <laughs> of walking in the light. And conversely, isolation is the consequence of sinfulness or walking in darkness. Here is how John stated this important truth. If we walk in the light as God is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. The results of fellowship include encouragement, godliness, and spiritual growth. According to God's word, fellowship is not optional. When we fellowship with others, sharing how God is working in our life, we grow each other's faith. Thus, it becomes a means of encouragement, as we see from the following. Let us consider how we may spur one another to love and good deeds. Let us not give up on meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another. Jack quoted this scripture often during COVID. Let us not forsake the assembled saints. We cannot forsake giving up. We cannot give up on meeting together. And that is also a problem with people who deal with church hurt, you know, is you really have to push past that a lot of times because sometimes it's very difficult and um, we have to, we have to be weary of that to push through, forgive. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kate loved that. She did a, uh, a research on the worm today too. <laughs> <laughs> ah, and it's used in our food coloring. 
Oh, is it? Oh, who knew that? You know, one of the things that I have a son who seems to have a a particular um, uh, reaction to red dye. Yes. Um, and so but that's red number 10. Yeah. I don't think that's the same that Kate's uh -huh. referring to. I think that's a natural dye, and that's the chemical. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. Kate, uh, do you know if the origins are the same? And only white on the outside, babies, because mom loads the inside of them with her blood. Oh, look at that. <laughs> the purest red comes out of the squashed babies. Oh. We didn't get that far, Kate. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. But uh, those of you who didn't say, go to Pastor Jack Gibbs, a message. The entire message is awesome. Um, and I know we say that all the time, but uh, I really love today's message. I will probably end up watching it a couple times this week just to get reminders. I, I like listening to it. And um, I wish I could remember some other ones. That, I mean, there's so much that jumped out at me, but the, the, the one, the, the most important one for me was that, you know, sin lasts for a second in a, in a follower of Jesus Christ, that that's how it, it's supposed to be. Get it out of your mind as quickly as possible. Moving on. Move on. Push through. Um, yeah. Anything else? What's that? You mean the gibbity? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Kate was referring to what I, was, what I got suspended for. Yes. I'm not going to finish the rest yeah, of it. we know. <laughs> Let's see. I want to see if anybody came up with the name of the uh, – oh, interesting. Uh, the movie. Hold on. You guys got to see this movie. Let's see if I can search it really quick here. Really? Yeah, Kirk. Cameron. It's fire something. Firestorm. Movies, yeah. Firestorm. Was it maybe. a long time ago? No, not that long ago. Maybe. Maybe. Left behind? No. Nope. Fireproof. Fireproof, yes. Fireproof, so good. I don't think I've seen that. Uh, that's a good one. Okay. It is when it was so fire fireproof, and it's a uh, it's. Uh, I think he even turned. I remember seeing him speak during the time that that movie was out uh, for marriages. Trying oh, to, okay. yeah, it was really good. I like to see that one. Really, really good movie. And Kate loved uh, Pastor Jack's story of the Amazon guy. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> yeah, that was a good example. <laughs> like when he when he drew that, when he like. <laughs> so three o'clock in the morning guy coming to my door <laughs> he go, oh he has a vest on he goes but then again a bad guy could have him and he's like, <laughs> also steal <laughs> that was good kate yes absolutely all right anything else my love all right i was kidding it's not gonna be two hours oh okay <laughs> i just thought the worm discussion might take us down a whole rabbit hole or a wormhole <laughs> uh, but it didn't all right we need to tell people about um Andy X39, I'm telling you, these patches are incredible. I can't, I can't tell you enough about them. Um, I may have to take a plunge. I, uh, I, I, today was completely pain-free. I have a habit of limping that I've noticed. Because so. you know, after two years of limping, I now I have to stop. I have to just stop limping. So I have to consciously think not to limp. Today I did that like three or four times. Oh. I found my nice and I walked normally and it didn't hurt. It, the limping. Or the, the, the limping that I developed was to avoid the pain. Oh. So I was shortening my steps. Oh. So that I didn't feel so that I didn't straighten my leg all the way out or whatever it was. I can't remember yeah. exactly how it was. Your stride maybe. My stride changed because I was trying to avoid the pain. Wow. So now that I don't have the pain, now I'm I'm now I have to practice walking normally. Is that crazy? Wow. 
but two years of walking that way, I think, you know, that's bound to happen. But uh, yeah, pain-free today. Uh, and I know that I say that I put it out my, for the devil to hear, but uh, feel really good. Get away, devil. So uh, just check them out. And, and I, and I all like it. That's all I wanted you to check it out. If it works for you, works for you. But I can tell you that uh, I'm so happy with uh, uh, the results I'm getting from these patches. And edify.app, the Edify app. We are part of the Christian Podcast Network. So we're going to announce the real life network. Yes. Yay! Cannot wait. <laughs> I'm going to check on that uh, on Monday. Okay. See how we're doing with that and what I need to do. Thank uh, you guys for your fellowship. It's really such an important part of how we fellowship actually is with you all. So thank you so much for being part of our lives and for helping us grow our faith. Yes. It's really truly an honor to have you a part of it. We learned so much from you and from your comments and um, we appreciate your participation. Absolutely. Like, share, subscribe, hit the bell. Thank you, friends. We love you. God, God bless. bless.